0: welcome everyone to episode 127 of tldr podcast uh i'm sure the boys are fine uh they'll tell us if they're not so i'm gonna do a new thing i have not told them about this yet so it's gonna oh, be shit. fun whenever i host i'm gonna come up with a little over under on their lives that i want them to answer oh yeah wow yeah. james don't do that face <laughs> i've seen this before so, boys the one today Over under, pizza slices eaten. Also, because we were talking about food (laughs) right before we hit record. So I'm talking about food. 1,300 pizza slices eaten in your life. 1,300 over under. I had to really think about this. I was talking to Ashley about it. I'm going to talk what you guys think for a little bit. Yeah. And like, as an adult, it also depends, you know, like one slice could be really thin. Like if you're getting like... A pizza lunch at school as an eight year old, those slices are pretty thin. But if you're going to like New York, those are big slices, you know? <clears throat> or depending on if you're eating Chicago style and you're just cutting half the pizza, which is what I've assumed James does, you just cut it in half and eat <laughs> half. No, no, you just eat the whole thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's He's just a... thing so is that one slice? Yeah. So over <laughs> under 1300. James, we'll start with you. Come on, guys. You know the answer
1: to this. I have pizza like twice, three times a week. So I'm going over. Like, for sure, over. Uh,
2: I mean, I, th- that's – that's uh, I would say over just because, you know, we've had – we had pizza parties when we were kids at, at school. You have – you know, we went to pizza press a lot in college. We always <laughs> order pizza when, you know, when it – it's easy thing to get. I have to think
3: it's got to be over. Ty? Yeah, I cheat a little bit and use the calculator. Um, what? What?
2: Yeah, I was put. I put it because I had. I had to. Oh my god,
0: James, you're my favorite now.
3: (laughs) But I'm. I'm definitely going over. But just so in my mind, what I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, I probably have pizza on average, like maybe twice a month, ish. And then every time I have pizza, I have about four slices because I'm because I'm a fatty. Um. So then you know, multiply that by whatever whatever multiplication I did. I multiply that by 29 because I'm because I'm 29 years old. And that got me to over 3,000 slices of pizza.
1: Holy shit. But so you were saying you had pizza when you were zero to one years old. Zero yeah, five. they have pizza puree.
3: Obviously, there's a little bit of a range and buffer there. But it's average, James. That's what average you- is. It's not it's not Why exact. is
1: having four pieces of fat ass, bro? That's like normal. Yeah. Like, most is people it? have four pieces.
2: So if that's 3,000, then, I mean, you have a lot of larger buffer.
3: For that, well, why do we maybe maybe, yeah. maybe we should pull our listeners and see on average when they sit and eat pizza how many slices they eat on average. Yeah, you guys, you guys, let us know. Alex, uh, did you?
2: Did, did I you think, think four is because
0: he did or like was I honestly? I feel like at one point I did some sort of math for this, but I wrote it down in my phone like three weeks ago, and I've since forgotten why I picked that number. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, yeah, also, it just seemed like Tyler, a low one to me. Because I know you so well, yours is under because you don't eat the crust, so that doesn't count. Oh. So, under. Okay, wow. we're just going to jump Brilliant. right in. You know I'm right. <laughs> that, means I, that means it's under for me, too.
1: What? what? Eat the entire God. thing, y'all. It's there for a reason. It's
2: too much bread. People whose names are with T don't eat the crust. It, or man, you dip bread. it.
3: Or garlic yeah, sauce. But
1: I
2: don't always have all the dip stuff. It so doesn't work out. Crust, okay. it, it definitely depends. It depends.
3: That's a that's a that's a different topic. That's why I like think yeah, <laughs> I didn't think this was gonna go off the rails. No, that okay. was the whole point. No, you had to. This, was I mean, it
0: was, but I was also trying to keep it short, but it doesn't matter. Um, we're just gonna jump right into it. James, uh, obviously I'm very good at fantasy football.
1: Yeah, you are. We're gonna so, talk
0: what what, 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 do, what do what do other people need to know? <laughs> Clearly, Alex is very good on his
1: nine game losing streak, everybody. Nine games in wow. last place. Brutal. So this is pretty much for everybody in ESPN. If you're the top four, five, six guys, and you know, we will see what happens there. In Yahoo, it's top eight. So eight, nine, ten. If you're on that fringe, it's for you too. That's a lot of people in Yahoo. That's but anyway. You, we'll you. talk about our fantasy league first. I beat Tyler handedly. Didn't need to have John Mixon in there, sucker. uh Eric won. Ty- Traden one and Alex lost. Obviously, Eric's in <laughs> first place. For the same guy who had Cam Akers as his keeper, he's in first place. Amazing. Tyler and Traden are tied for second. I'm in fifth. I have 1% chance of making it to the playoffs, but, you know, it's 1%. And then, obviously, Alex is last because that's just how it works. (laughs) Teams on by this week, there's six of them. Crazy. Atlanta, (laughs) Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and the Manders. So, my QB pick of the week is Tyler Huntley out of Baltimore. Point three percent rostered, fifteen point five eight points against Denver. He only played from the second quarter on to so that fifteen points is pretty amazing. Uh, Twenty seven for thirty two for one hundred eighty seven yards, added ten carries for forty one yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't know for sure how long Lamar Jackson will be out for. It's looking like one to three weeks. So in those one to three weeks, you're going to have a fantasy relevant quarterback. He stepped up admirably in the game against the Broncos, and he's been, you know, he's been the backup for in Denver for or not Denver for Baltimore for a long time. So he knows his offense in and out. And he's like the Ross or the Walmart version of Lamar Jackson. He's a rushing QB, which means he's going to get a lot of points and potential for rushing touchdowns, which are six points up next to play Pittsburgh. Tyler, your thoughts on Tyler Huntley.
3: Yeah, I think this is a very solid pickup for this particular week. As you mentioned, um, obviously uh, Lamar Jackson going down. We don't know for how long, but it's a pretty good chance. He's not going to be playing in week 14. Um, He put up pretty solid numbers for kind of just you know, kind of being thrown in there. Um, we'll see how I think he'll do even better with a full week of uh prep. Uh they're gonna play Pittsburgh in, in week 14, big uh division matchup there. Um, and you know, the pit the Pittsburgh Steelers, not 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 that great, especially against quarterbacks. They're 24th ranked against fantasy QBs this year. So pretty favorable matchup there for, for Tyler Huntley. So I think this is a pretty favorable matchup.
0: Fantasy football savant Alex, what are your thoughts on Tyler Huntley? <laughs> Dude, he's fine, but you know who's even better? Baker, mother. Oh, F and God. God. Oh,
3: my God. Oh, chill. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah, this like is I'm, why I'm, you're yeah, laughing. i just with you guys.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Honestly, he got, he got, uh, since he got signed by the Rams or claimed or what the fuck it's called, I just thought it was funny. Uh, but no, I think you kind of nailed it with Huntley, um, especially with Jackson out. Huntley definitely seems like uh, the best pickup but I just thought it'd be funny to say Baker's name. Baker Mayfield,
1: terrible QB. Moving on to running back. I got James Cook out of Buffalo, 25.3% rostered, 16.5 points against New England, 14 for 64 yards, six receptions for 41 yards. Fun fact, he outscored his brother, Dovin Cook by 0.2 points last week. Big deal. He's been getting an increased workload over the last couple of weeks. And it hasn't all been in garbage time. Like, he's been put into good situations where the ball needs to be moved. Like, the game against New England wasn't like a blowout game, but he was used a ton. I think his, final, his talent is starting finally start the big guy with this game breaking speed, and he's finally getting used more often. Even if he isn't the number one back right now, he will soon be the number one back in a very explosive offense in the Bills. I mean, you saw that. He's like slowly carrying into Devin Singletary. He had one more rush. I get it. It's just one, but one is a big deal. One more Russian Singletary. He had four more targets. It's a very important game for the division. Never thought I'd say that, but the Jets are right there, right behind Buffalo. Alex, what do you think?
0: I mean, just like you mentioned, James Cook was, you know, he, he's a high draft pick, obviously in a very explosive offense. Um, and yeah, we've really seen into Devin Singletary's usage as well. Um, um, more pass attempts uh, thrown his way. So yeah, you know what? Even if it's split, with Devin Singletary, like, the Bills offense is is one of the best in the league. And if you're looking for something or if you've got, you just mentioned there's six guys, definitely, uh, definitely uh, be that guy. Jayden,
2: uh, uh, <laughs> um, your thoughts? Um, as a scuttlebutt says that Michael Carter might not be, either if he's not back, then he may he may uh, be playing second field as a uh, night, given the fact that. You saw Robert Sala came in and wanted to wanted to spark up his team, especially in the running game. Thirteen fantasy points uh, in two weeks here. Minnesota actually last game he got sixteen point eight. Um, you know he's, he's ran for well over hundred yards in both. Um, One hundred eighteen yards total, twenty touches against uh, against the Vikings. I don't see how Zonah Knight isn't isn't the top back for the Jets.
1: a Target last year before he went down to injury, and he's had a lot of slow starts coming through this week this year because of injury but he's finally starting to get his stride he's had double digit points of his last two games which is a big deal he's heavily targeted in the red zone guys a lot of touchdown opportunity there two touchdowns last week what does that tell you dak trusts him he's gonna get the ball more often because dallas is making that playoff push it's gonna happen they're gonna be good might as well use your best players and michael gallup up next to play houston To be honest, I don't expect Michael Gallup to play in the second half, but during that first half, he'll dominate. Houston's actually the worst team in the league. Change your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I mean, in, in most leagues he, he wouldn't even be considered, I wouldn't think, but I, I guess in the temper I guess in the 10 man uh leagues, I think that I think that's why we're talking about him. Um and especially your 50% here in ESPN. Um I think the Cowboys aren't, you know, I don't think they're gonna sign OBJ. Um, uh, but if I mean maybe they will, but if they don't, Gallup's gonna gonna be a huge, uh, huge part of this offense going forward. Um large amount of targets the last two weeks. Uh, his uptick is, is, is only going up. Yards are going are are taken up. His is he's being targeted in the red zone. This is a guy that's gonna get you points, it, especially on the Dallas team that's starting to roll a bit here.
1: Uh fun fact, OBJ probably won't be signed because he is not ready and recovered from his ACL chair that he suffered in the Super Bowl. It's been a long time, he's not ready, he's just doing his tour. He's like doing his thing, he's going through every single team and just visiting them and having
0: a good time. I mean, if I was him, I'd do the same thing. Alex, <laughs> your thoughts. Yeah, OBJ, you do you, buddy, because that sounds great. Um, honestly, I really like Gallup. We talked about him, I feel like, in the preseason um, or when we were doing our rankings and, you know, mentioned like we'll do when he comes back, he's going to be a huge part of this Cowboys offense. So, yeah, definitely go get him. James, your guy from last week, it didn't work out. He he had, what, eight snaps and got one target. Jameson Williams, though, he could be the third option in Detroit this week. Where, you know, this is another week past. Every week he's going to get a little bit healthier. Boomer Bust guy for sure, but just keep your eye out on him as well. Yeah. And then tight end,
1: Greg Dulcich out of Denver, 38.6% rostered, 14.5 points against Baltimore, 6 for 8, 85 yards. Russ is clearly struggling right now. He's lost the team. He's <clears> lost the <throat> locker room. He's lost all respect. He has zero confidence in making reads and making throws. So what do you do when you have zero confidence? You throw to your safety valve, which is your tight end, which in this case is Greg Dulcich. And he's pretty damn good. He's been targeted in every single game that he's played in as a rookie. He averages five targets per game. As a tight end, that's pretty really all you can ask for. Targets, and that's it. Because unless you're Travis Kelsey, unless you're Mark Andrews, you're not featured prominently. Up next they play Kansas City. <laughs> They're going to be blown the fuck out. So you're going to have to throw a bunch. And Greg Doltich is going to get a lot of targets. Alex, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, you kind of nailed it. I mean, the Broncos do still have a very elite defense. Um, It's just that their offense can't score at all. But Dolchitz led the Broncos in receptions, receiving yards, and targets last week. Those are all three things you like to hear about a pass catcher to lead in coming into the following week. And you're right. They're probably going to be down. If they're not, it's a shock. And they're going to have to, Russ is going to have to throw to his safety blanket, which is this tight end. So Yeah, go pick him up. I'm pretty sure I already put a claim on him in another league. So, yeah, go get him. Tyler, a couple weeks ago,
1: or maybe last week, you said you wanted good dosage. And now you're against him. Why is that?
3: Well, I've been talking props on him for weeks. Uh, I tried to give him a bump last week, and he did. He He put up solid numbers last week. So I'm pretty good when it comes to tight ends, I guess. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, I, I've been kind of against tight ends recently, just because they're they're fun because they're so hard to predict. So I'm t- I'm do- doing a challenge on this week. Um, my guy, who I think is going to be a boom in your fantasy league for tight ends, is Austin Hooper from the Tennessee Titans. This is straight up going for boom, you guys. Um, he, they're 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 playing Jacksonville in week 14. They are 21st ranked against uh, fantasy tight ends. Um, this dude did not start off the the season very well, getting a lot, of, a, lot a lot of points. But over the last four weeks, he's seen pretty consistent targets, pretty, pretty consistent volume. Uh, in week 11, he went off for 19.6 points. That is the definition of boom. He has the potential to do it. He can do it. I think he's going to do it in week 14 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Austin Hooper, Tennessee Titans.
1: Don't hate it. Don't love it. But it is what it is. <laughs> and that's some waiver wire segment, guys. Hope you hopefully you enjoy. It, and good luck to people who uh, are actually fighting for a playoff spot.
0: Mr. Tyler. James, what are we going to do because this is the last week of regular season fantasy? Are we going to continue this or are we going to move into normal real football playoffs?
4: I haven't
1: decided yet
0: because, I mean, normal real
1: football won't start for a while in terms of playoffs.
0: Like That's okay. four or five weeks away, so we'll see. Well, I guess everyone you can find out together with us as well. Uh, we <laughs> are going to take a quick break and then Traden is going to lead us through his, I guess they're not really moments this week, but just what's going on in the hockey world. Welcome back, everyone. Traded, it's not really holy puck moments or whatever you call them this week, but uh, we're talking some hockey, yeah? Yeah, we are.
2: Um, Thank you, Alex. Uh, Before I get into it, as James does every week and as I usually do every week, let's talk about fantasy in the hockey world um, of TLDR. And let me pull up. I have to pull up the standings really quick. uh uh, your boy alex is four wins in a row he is first um tied with me four wins in a row uh there we are and we have tyler's just behind us he's four and four three wins in a row um the thing is he has he's still two wins behind us so hey we're coming back Uh, james you're three and five you had one loss last week tough um but uh alex and i are looking pretty good so far looking pretty good so far um yes um as for the t- t- uh the in-season stanley cup ladies and gentlemen i'm out of the starting gate i am in um, i am playing ooh. i have days thank you let's go ooh. uh however however it will only last three days uh, <laughs> today, the red wings uh took it back for james he'll have it for another two days before it could get taken by alex's panthers god oh, let no that that not be the case yeah um well but uh
0: sexy jerseys too
2: yeah it it (laughs) is nice to see that i have i don't have a big donut under on in my uh in my days at the cup on this little chart so yeah alex you alluded to it already oh i didn't really want i i don't really have any puck moments actually you guys are going to kind of bring the 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 puck moments um I, want, I was gonna do this last week, but obviously I hosted. Um, so we're gonna do this at the trimester of the uh, of the uh, NHL season so far. This would have been at the quarter call last week. Um, there's been no shortage of storylines, guys. I mean, we we have crazy storylines from shitty goaltending to incredible goal scoring, um streaks to um, comebacks, uh, and teams that are in playoff spots that we didn't really expect. And I just wanted to kind of go around the horn and and kind of hear what everybody's thoughts about the season were and what kind of the biggest storylines for them are and let them kind of take the floor a little bit and maybe I'll, what uh, we can, you know, kind of open forum type of deal. So I'm going to start right off with Alex. Alex, I mean, like I said, tons of storylines so far. What, what kind of has surprised you the most or brought up the most, you know, intrigue so far?
0: Yeah, I thought about this for a while um, and hopefully the boys didn't also pick this, but I went with the ineptitude of the teams that made two teams that made the biggest trades and one that made the biggest signing. So that would be my Florida Panthers who were going to beat the Red Wings in a couple of days. And, <laughs> and also my Calgary flames, uh, and their trade. And then the, in, including, and then also with the signing Johnny G and the blue jackets, because as we stand today, so it's Tuesday, December 6th, uh, um, when I checked earlier today, I don't know if those teams played earlier, but they're all out of a playoff spot as we speak. Now, like the Blue Jackets, we didn't really expect them. I don't think any of us picked them to make the playoffs, but they are one of the worst teams in the league. We I don't think any of us we expected them to, you know, be kind of trending in the in a better direction. That's not happening. I think we were all a little, and we even talked about the flames a couple weeks ago. But same thing with the Panthers, like they were president's trophy winners last year. They're not in the playoffs. The Flames, you know, we I think most of us picked them to make the playoffs. They're not in a playoff spot right now. So I think, you know, it's interesting. Like <clears throat> we were, you know, debating between the Huberdeau kachuk deal, like who won, who didn't win. Right now, it seems like they both kind of lost. And with Johnny G leaving, it hasn't done, I mean, obviously it's hurt Calgary the jackets haven't been that great. So I, that was one of the bigger, you know, I was looking at the standings, um, you know, those teams were obviously all, you know, two of those teams were really good last year. So that was kind of what I picked. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think?
2: No, I actually, that's, that's interesting. Um, You know, I, I think that that's the biggest storyline, especially on the Calgary side because they went and, and, you know, they got Jonathan Huber, they lost their two big dogs in Goudreau and, and Kachuk. They bring in Mackenzie Weger and uh, uh Jonathan Huberto from from Florida who did fantastic obviously um it' just hasn't seemed to work out and and many are pointing to the fact that they're coming from a different style right they're com- they're going to a they're they're going to work for a coach who is a completely different type of uh uh, uh personality than they've ever seen they're also on a Canadian team <laughs> being on a Canadian team is is, is tough so I wanted to ask you, Alex. I mean, do you think Sutter will ultimately be in the hot seat? Because you've just signed both Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Hubert eight-year contracts. If this doesn't work after this year, do you have to just ship Sutter out and just bring in someone that actually can work with these guys?
0: I mean, I don't I think he's safe for the remainder of this season. Like, unless, I mean, I don't know anything about the Calgary ownership group, um, unless they're like super. I don't know, hot headed or really, really expected to win this year. Like, I think we all expected Calgary to be good. I don't know if any four of us would have put them in like our top five cup contenders at the beginning of the season, you know? So I think if they missed the playoffs, it's a, it's a lost season. I think that's a, that's a miss for them. Like, you know, I, there are obviously other teams in the West and that we, you know, maybe didn't expect to be that good looking at you, Seattle, but if, if, I think so. I guess to answer your question, I think Sutter will be safe through the end of this year, Um, but it could be a quick, quick fire at the beginning of next year Um, if if things get off to a poor start or, you know, even if they, you know, if if they finish this year off poorly and then, you know, because even if they miss the playoffs, but they, you know, get hot at the end and maybe their team is looking a little more cohesive or just looking better, might have a little bit longer leash, but I could see them pulling the plug pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think if you're going to sign those guys for long-term
2: um, Matthew Kachuk, though, 34 points in 20, in uh, 23 games. He's definitely not the problem here in Florida. I just think their shooting percentage as a team is way down. I mean, James, you saw how crazy the Florida Panthers were able to score last year. It's just not the same. Um, and you know, the, the goaltending with Spencer Knight is fantastic, but then you have $10 million Sergey Bobrovsky with eight, seven, eight, save percentage wolf. So Alex, those are, those are, those are huge ones, I think. And it'll be interesting to see how the plant Panthers and Calgary kind of um, play out, especially when you have teams in playoff positions that we didn't expect. You have to jump over more more teams. Now you, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, I think that, I think I read a stat. There were six teams at at the, at the uh, Thanksgiving uh, point in the time, there were six teams in playoff positions that weren't in playoff positions last year. So, I mean, we're, it's a little bit more competitive this year, especially during a year where the winner of the, of the, uh, uh, the expand or I'm sorry, the uh, lottery draft is getting a phenom and to, to and seeing that teams are not tanking, they're going for it is, is quite interesting. Um, James, did you have any, uh? What, what's your biggest storylines of the season?
1: Well, the biggest thing that's murdering my fantasy team right now is goaltending. Jack <laughs> Campbell has negative 10 points on the season. He's averaging negative points every single time I put him out there. It's <laughs> terrible. So I want to talk about that. Like, Goaltenders who are usually pretty good are now not that good. Like, look at Chesterkin, Vezna trophy winner last year. Not doing too hot. Jack Campbell, my boy that I talked up because he was so good with the Maple Leafs. Look at him now. He ain't doing shit. He's doing terrible. Under 900, under like 880, I think is his save percentage. Do-do. And so it's, I'm just wondering like, are these things going to be, now the new like NHL, is it now going to be a scoring-driven league? Or is it because there's a lot of younger guys who just don't know how to be in the right position? Because goaltending right now, like you can have a great goaltender who does everything perfectly, but if there's that one guy on the far side left wide open without a mark, like that's going in. And that ain't on you because your defense is leaving you out to dry. So is that how the league is shifting now? Are we going more scoring-based? Or is it because the young guys just don't know where to be like at the right time? And that leads into the fact that, uh, like tort said, it's a young, dumb league who just give up three goal leads like it's nothing. And it's is it the goaltender's fault? Is it the defense's fault? Is it the way the game is shifting? There's so many questions built off this right now, and it, I don't know if the answer to any of them are. But it's an interesting observation to be seen right now.
2: For sure. Um, now, now, granted, we played 400 NHL games so far this season, at least until at least uh, uh, that's before today. Um, say percentage as a league is nine as 904 that's down from 907 last year. And it's um, and it's the lowest we've seen since uh 2005, 2006. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the 2005, 2006 was coming back from a uh, season long lockout. So you can imagine teams are just kind of, you know, getting back into it. it everyone's kind of discombobulated and, and there you have it. The goals against average is three. That's we've haven't seen a three since 1995. Since before, you know, since before, you know, some of our uh, listeners have even been born. Um, so, I mean, it, it just shows that maybe it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that I think that Tor- uh, Tortorella is exactly right. I, I see it. I see it with my own team. I see it with a bunch of teams. It's harder. It's hard to defend guys. It's it's getting harder to defend these skill players. These skill players don't know how to shut it down when you're up, and that leads me to say. Um, and hopefully, I'm not taken from Tyler's. Um, the comebacks this season have been ridiculous. Um, Tyler is that
3: stealing from you or it's not, but, um, it's not okay. So I can yeah. keep going. <laughs> Very good. Um, obviously I, I like what everyone else said. It's kind of, kind of the the, the kind of the change of, of, of how the games are with the with the with the, with the, with the, with the, with the tons of scoring, um, kind of what Alex said with kind of just t- different teams that are kind of, you know, tanking that we wouldn't expect to tank teams that are doing really well. that we expe- expect to do that well. Um, but I'm going to kind of go on a more individual basis. Um, I like a lot what we're seeing this year out of Jason Robertson, Oh my God. Um, from the Dallas stars, if you got, if someone put money on this guy to win MVP in, in, in the beginning of the season, you're making some real nice money. Um, not that this guy came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, but the fact that he's ascended to, you know, the top score, top score in the NHL, um, is really cool to see, um, California born uh, kid, which is always, which is always awesome. Um, it's, it's fun to see kind of different, um, a, a little more diversity with the top of the top in, in the, in the NHL. Um, so, so to kind of see that I think is super awesome. Um, so for me, Jason Robertson is one of the biggest storylines this season. We'll see if he can keep up that pace. And I mean, it'd be awesome to see him win the uh, MVP this year. I think that'd be awesome. Um, and then it kind of just, the, my kind of my my secondary one kind of kind of more more personal for me watching it is just the Pacific Division race is so intriguing. It's just it's just so all over the place. We really didn't expect. I don't think we expected the Knights to be this great. You know, I think a lot of us were expecting them to kind of go the opposite direction. In fact, they're doing the, the opposite. The 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 Kraken are coming out of nowhere, and then, as you guys mentioned, you know, teams like the Flames and the Oilers who were kind of got off to rough starts that we expected them to be in the top two. So. Um, and you know, with with that being the division that my my Kings are in, I'm very intrigued to see where that's gonna lie. Um, I think the Canucks are playing a lot better hockey lately. I mean, really the you know, the 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 other two California teams, the Sharks and the Ducks are the only two teams that really just don't really have a lot going on there. Sorry, James. Um, but
1: they're the worst team in the league by far.
3: (laughs) By far. So I, and I, th- I think just in general, overall, like the NHL, I, it, it's like this every year. I think of, of of any league, it's the most like just so many teams are in it. And there's always like four or five teams that don't get the playoffs that, you know, we're so close to making it. It makes it really competitive. I think like probably 75% of the league right now is like within striking distance of a playoff spot, which is super fun. Um, so I think for me that, that, but I, I think that's kind of like every year is usually hockey is pretty, pretty c- competitive in that sense. But for me, Jason Robertson and just the Pacific division, just how insane it is right now are my biggest, uh, two. Yeah. Um, you know, now you, you, pointed out, I pointed out at
2: the beginning, there's six teams that are in a, uh, um, playoff spot that weren't otherwise in the West alone, Winnipeg second in their division, Seattle second in their division, Colorado is the second wildcard team. Yeah. Nice. Crazy. That leaves Calgary out of the fray. That's Nashville out of the fray. And that's that's uh, St. Louis out of the fray currently. Uh, St. Louis is is not looking good. Vancouver has has jumped them surprisingly after that horrible start, but they're really starting to play better. In the East, you have um, New Jersey at the top. I don't think anybody expected that, especially, except Alex, who drafted him um, in the last round. <laughs>
4: um,
2: you have the Islanders third in their division who are playing much, much better hockey. They're actually scoring goals. Um, Detroit, third in their division. Um, and then you got Pittsburgh and Tampa in those wild card spots. Rangers are out of it, Florida is out of it. I mean, this is uh, th- and Washington's out of it. This is spectacular. Um, we love to see this, honestly. We love to see that jockeying position that the the bad teams are making steps or what we thought were bad teams are making steps and and the great teams are coming back. That's that's tr- true parody. Um, we love that. Um, and it all comes back, and I think it comes back to the to the you know the comeback wins this year guys um this season so far 15.7 percent of teams who have a who are down by two plus goals are are coming back to win that's up from 13.5 into 19 it's um in 2019 2020 that's the that's the closest we've seen now it could be er because it's early and people they're still getting a mid-season form but that's a quite a bit jump that's a two percent jump um and and there's one there's two teams in particular that seem to uh seem to to just uh love being down two by uh two or more goals. Boston, 50% of games where they've been down, they've come back. New Jersey, 42.9%. Basically, at this point, if you go up by two goals, like if you're if you score one goal against New Jersey, just keep it that way. Don't score another fucking goal because you'll probably will lose <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Because they love being down two by two goals. Um, and that's just why they're here. I mean, they they're hungry there we have we're seeing teams that are hungry. Seattle is hungry. Um they're they're getting scoring all up and down the lineup. Um it's really it's really amazing the scoring's up. It's really amazing that um, you know, the, the, we have positions that are, you know, we have playoff positions that are like, where the hell did you come from? New Jersey's getting saves, New York's getting goals. Uh or I say New York, I, I meant the Islanders. Um Carolina's looking meh, but they're still in it. Um Tampa is like hanging on with the threat. Tampa and and uh the avalanche both were teams that were played for the stanley cup last year they're both in the second wild card spot so i mean uh i'll I'll, i probably give a little bit more um uh you know slack to the tampa bay lightning they played more hockey than anybody in the last four years so you know we got to give them we got to give them something but they're still hanging on um it's been a very very fun uh, beginning of the season and 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 you know i know i'm biased but goal goalies suck goals are up Teams are good and the ducks are probably fortunately if you're james uh, Connor bedard and holy fuck you will be so happy to have him because he is a is that's a season that's a that's a franchise changing um individuals so you can be happy about
0: that yeah
2: uh, are we still doing reverse red oh we are, are still doing thank you for Brent um let's talk about because you guys we love to do our uh uh, jersey stuff in on this podcast. I feel
0: like the ducks and the sharks can be relegated. I'm uh, <laughs> just putting that out there.
1: Yeah. To I'm, I'm, yeah. It. I'm all for I'm for
0: Okay. Uh, maybe they could be relegated. Um
2: <laughs> that, that is an interesting storyline. Um the, you could you could argue that. One next week we will do part, part two of the metro and then we have t- um two more up- Parts and that's we're going to go to the uh, hurricane who did a complete three years and made it a dark jersey for a home for a home jersey. Uh, <laughs> to give you guys a, a look, there's their away jersey, it's exactly the same as the tw- as they've had for the last three years, and they just made it a home jersey. Um, very, I, there's not much else to say. I mean, it's it's not a reverse retro, it is reverse, but it's just reverse. So, uh, James, what do you got on this reverse jersey?
1: I, the originality is obviously not there. Uh, they didn't follow the instructions either. So if I was a teacher and had a rubric on following the instructions, that would be a zero. But I mean, I do like the canes because it reminds me of canes, like the chicken. <laughs> oh, God. So <laughs> because of that fact alone, I'm going to give it like
2: a five four. Five 5.4. Well, so, I mean, so you basically give them a zero for the uh, the retro part, but it is reverse. So you gave them half. After. Yeah, and also the
1: cane's got the point four part of
2: it. And the canes get point four. I like that. Uh Alex, what do you got? Uh,
0: James always brings it back to food, doesn't he? Um always. the bottom, like stripe with the little whatever's going on there. Don't like it. Don't know what it's doing there. Hate that. Uh, yeah, they have it on the white one here. Yeah, don't know what it's doing there either. It's a <laughs> and their rigid, their regular jersey has it too. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. I really don't like this one. Um yeah, like James mentioned, they didn't really retro it at all. Uh, I'm not as in love with Canes as you guys are, mostly because there's not one anywhere near me, so I don't really care. Uh, so I'm going to give this one like a 4.1. It's fine. There's just nothing nothing that great about nothing it. Nothing that great. I, I like that. Uh, Tyler, what do you got, buddy?
3: Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. It's just kind of lazy. Didn't really do a whole lot. Doesn't stand out. It's a fine jersey, but like in terms of this theme, it didn't really fit it that much, so it, it's going to knock it down a bit. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Ooh, three and a half. Um, for me, you almost, you almost
2: uh, got the assignment right. A 5.0 is perfect. You did half of it, and you didn't do the other half. So there you go, you get five. Um, I don't <laughs> know why. Like last year, they did uh, the Hartford Whalers, which is where that, which is who they used to be. You should have done again, or or did something close similar to that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Everybody see the Columbus Blue Jackets now. Columbus Blue Jackets is uh, they are going back to their 2003 era jersey with a actual reverse retro that they took their they took their third jersey here in the middle and they flipped the colors all all, from the shoulders with the with the body of it Um, and they this logo looks familiar now but back in 2003 uh, between 2003 2007 that was their that was their um, excuse me second. Uh, second uh, alternate jersey and here they flipped it they made it in uh, made it a black jersey with the blue sleeves um looks looks pretty sleek
0: and they literally did a reverse retro here um so alex why don't we yeah, start with you but uh, they nailed it this is a reverse retro like the blue jackets suck but they nailed these jerseys and have something nice <laughs> to look at when they lose every single game uh i really hope my boss is listening to this she's from columbus we talk about how terrible <laughs> the blue jackets are like all the time so i think that's uh, shout out to her though she just got married this weekend uh, I'm going to give this like an 8 I like this Oh, I didn't notice the stars on the sleeves I kind of like those too I'm going to give this an 8.7 I really like this one yeah these ones are nice um, Tyler why don't we start why don't we go with you buddy
3: yeah I agree uh, like I said nailed, nailed the theme um, colors are great logos great um, it's it's just overall a really great jersey that, that followed the theme very well um, so I'm going to give it an 8.8 8. one up Alex <clears throat> 8. oh wow uh what about you james i
1: mean i echo everything they say because i really enjoy it too but it's like giving me some major like captain america vibes especially with the stars and the stuff so that's yeah, cool they said eight seven and eight eight so i'm gonna say eight five, eight, five. <laughs> i'll go eight nine um <laughs> oh, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna go to eight six
4: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: for me for me guys i've always really really liked the um the columbus blue jackets jersey I may be a little biased because my last year years of high school hockey, which were my first two years here in um, here in California, we took the Blue Jackets jersey and logo and we just had it like just red and black. And so I've always loved that logo because I was a Cal- what they call a California star. Um, and so I I worn that. I wore that a logo. So um, I'm kind of partial to it. Um, you know, you know, I don't know if that's cheating, but it is what it is. Um, the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils. This one's ve- this one has a lot of history, guys. So, um, th- the New Jersey Devils moved to uh, New Jersey in 1982 from Colorado as they were the Colorado Rockies. Um, in 1982 to, to 92, they had these ugly green and red jerseys. Um, but instead, they decided to go. Whoa, I don't know what that is. Uh, they decided to go back to pay homage to where they came from which is colorado and you can see here this is the colorado jersey that they are inspired from from this is the colorado rockies not the baseball team this is the hockey team that used to be um in colorado um until they moved and then ultimately they, they colorado ended up with a team later but different franchise um so here we go we got completely different colors than what we're used to with the devils. They still have the red, but they got that yellow and blue to pay homage to the um, you know, to their, to their original, you know, ancestry, I guess you could call it um, Tyler. What do you think about the Colorado Rockets? I mean, uh, New Jersey rock, I mean, uh, New Jersey devils Jersey.
3: <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about the history. So that was a cool history lesson trading. Um, yeah. I, I think that definitely helped boost my score a little bit. Um, I, you know, like I said, nailing the retro part of it, um kind of going back to your roots a little bit there for new jersey slash colorado um overall like i think the jersey is pretty clean um the colors are a little little wacky um but i but i don't hate it for the retro feel and the and the retro vibe i think it, i think it works pretty well um so especially with that little history lesson which i didn't know so i'm going to bump it up a little bit than what i was going to give it originally um so i'm going to give it a 7.3 10.3 all right uh
2: James, what do you got on this one? Buddy? I disagree with Tyler.
1: Like, I really enjoy the colors on it. Reverse retro colors should be retro, and this is nineties colors on it. I really enjoy that, like a lot. So, Tyler, you're wrong. I'm gonna give us an eight point three. Eight
2: point three. Uh, Alex, what do you think about the Colorado? I mean, New Jersey Rockies. I mean,
0: yeah. I I really like these ones, um, ex- but they didn't really reverse the. Re- it is a retro jersey, but it's not reversed color scheme like it's pretty much the same color scheme mm-hmm. so that's going to knock it down a point for me but as we all know i love the new jersey devils now so that's going <laughs> to bump it back up a point but i'm going to give it a 7.8 actually and all jokes aside i actually really like this one i think it looks great and i love the history behind it um a lot better than some of the history and the other what other teams have used so i'm about yeah, it, seven point eight yeah you
2: know if if you've seen the the previous episodes, guys, or heard the previous episodes, I I always really kind of pay a lot of um, you know respect to the to the history behind it, and um, for me, it's it's an eight two. I think it, I think it's fantastic color scheme. I think it 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 plays well to to what it was looking to do, and, and they nailed it. Um, now th- to go on to the first team in New York before we go on to the next team in New York next week, the Fisherman is back once it loads the fisherman is back the the uh the, the the guy the 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 bearded fisherman on the jersey is is he 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 has returned um this is coming back from their 1995 1997 um controversial jerseys as they called it um where they went to this like i guess fisherman jersey and the in big bold letters just says islanders um is wacky as hell it is if if this is 90s it's like if i've never seen it um and and obviously they just kind of and he's modernized it a little bit um so we're gonna start with uh james what do you think about the islanders fisherman jersey
1: i like it actually i thought it was gonna be wacky when i first like that but the more you stare at it the more you're like yeah that's an, an enjoyable logo and i Same. like the fact that the uh the like the swirls or whatever the line at the bottom isn't straight or it is it's straight but it like comes at an angle which is really cool, too, because that's different. You don't see that every single day. Everything else is straight as hell. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I don't really enjoy the colors on it, uh, but everything else I do like. So I think I'm going to give this a 7-8. Seven, 7-8, eight. Seven, eight, like that? Okay, uh, why don't we go with Tyler this time?
3: Yeah, this this Jersey screams 90s I mean everything about it the, <laughs> the, the colors the logo just the design um but that's what it's about it's about it's about uh you know kind of that 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 retro vibe to it um bring back an old logo kind of change up the color schemes a little bit I think they nailed the nailed the theme um overall I think yeah it's definitely a little bit wacky at first you're kind of like oh that's different um like I said I think I think it works with the with the theme very well um so I'm gonna give this a uh, seven point seven. 7.7 7. wow it's actually interesting we
2: we like it well i guess we haven't asked alex yet but uh, we like it a lot more than the fans did back in 1995 they fucking hated this <laughs> this jersey um alex are you one of the past
0: Isles fans or are you a new age Isles fan? i mean i'm not an Isles fan at all but i do like fishing i like beards and i like hockey so like how can you go wrong with this <laughs> i like liked- yeah it's you actually they yeah, they, they, actually- they put you on there um, I like this jersey I think it's a good you know they reversed they did reverse the retro of a retro jersey um, and you know I think it helps the like iconic icon, whatever of this jersey because like obviously they hated it in the 90s or 95 or whatever it was because it was brand new but everyone loves retro shit so like if it's a good jersey and you know people seem to like it now more so um, I like the jersey I think it's one of the best ones um, I'm going to give it an 8.2
2: 8.2 yeah for me it's a it's a solid seven nine um i like it too guys i think this is a good one um so far we're really besides uh carolinas we we're really liking um the uh the metro so far i mean we have pretty strong scores in those uh in those last three that we talked about so um, it'll be interesting to see how we kind of um uh, finish out here we have four we have the rangers uh the flyers the penguins and the caps next week
0: we'll see how they go Alex, all you great. And thank you. As always, I'm very excited to see when we're done rating all these like where where they all end up. So um, that will be fun. Thank you. As always, Uh, we're going to take another quick break and Ty Ty is going to take us through what's going on in the World Cup. Welcome back, everyone. Instead of, oh, damns, it's, oh, penalty kicks. World Cup. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you, Wow.
3: A little bit of a delay here. All right. Anyway, we have a new guest on the podcast, guys. We have to introduce, uh, we got Jackie here. She's my coworker. She works for LMU Men's Soccer. Uh, she's worked for professional soccer in the past as well as an athletic trainer. So she's a big soccer person. So we got to bring her out on on our, our, on our FIFA segment. Uh, she's going to help us be our tiebreaker. Last week, we kind of thought on our feet and did the, the weird trivia question. If you like that, sorry, we're not doing it anymore. Um, just because it, it's a little bit crazy so we're getting to the last eight she will be our tiebreaker if we need it for the jersey bracket um, but before we get into that let's talk about USA men's soccer they got eliminated by the Netherlands on Saturday three to one so they are done um, but kind of just the thoughts on the future of USA men's soccer does it give you hope for the future because obviously last time before this last World Cup we, we we weren't even in it so the fact that we we got back we made we made the knockout rounds You know, it's a pretty young team. Um, Can they get better? Can they, you know, possibly advance further in future World Cups? Um, James, your thoughts on the future of USA Men's Soccer? The
1: future of USA Men's Soccer is bright. They actually are doing pretty good. You mentioned it. They're young, and that's amazing. That's a great quality to have because none of those players are going to be done, right? And for the most part, let's talk about the game against the Netherlands. They did really well. I mean, the scoreboard does not show it, but possession numbers do possession numbers are fantastic. And the fact that the two goals, the first two goals the Netherlands scored were really because our guys didn't mark. And you normally do. They just had a little mental lapse and all of a sudden, boom, there's a goal. And boom, there's a goal. I feel like the Netherlands had maybe like four shots or four opportunities and they scored on three of them. Like that's what happens when you have little mental lapses with a young team. Giving more experience, giving more time and they're going to look a lot better. You just can't have... I'm sorry to say but you can't have MLS players on the squad playing against the best of the best. It like it they're just not prepared to do so. Like look at the um the goalie whose name escapes me right now, but he was a like a USL player at first like MLS guy and then all of a sudden he went to Arsenal and then all of a sudden he got that much better because he played for a good league. Playing in those good leagues makes you a better soccer player because you face better competition and the MLS just isn't there. I'm sorry to say, Division One soccer in the U.S. isn't cutting it. Got to play somewhere else. Got to go to Italy. Got to go to Argentina. You got to go. If you can make the Premier League, great. The only person we got from Premier League is Christian Polisic. And, I mean, he led the team to the best of his ability, and he continued to do so. But this future for this team is bright. It looks really, really good.
3: I love it. Um, Alex, do you share in the optimism of the future for USA men's soccer?
0: I mean, luckily we get an automatic bid next time for – than soccer because we get a host so or i'm assuming that's how it'll work again um i'm optimistic in the fact that we look better i mean i still don't think we'll really be able to compete with with the big boys in europe and south america without you know a, a more legit scoring threat i guess um i mean it was kind of like go through Polissic or nobody else um, but the midfield is, is good to go for a long time tyler adams he's 22 23 um, he was the captain most of the times he like before uh some like he was running the most he was all over the place weston mckenzie you um Eunice musa like those guys were legit like the midfield is ready to go they just need to figure out the scoring and the defense so like you know only a couple parts of it
3: <laughs> Only a little bit uh trade do you agree I, I'm, in future and on all that? Yeah, I,
2: I mean, I I kind of echo what what James said here. I mean, I, and I think we talked about it on Sunday. Uh, it, I mean, what I saw is that we in in a lot of cases we we outpossessed the ball in a lot of in a lot of moments. Um, the first it was kind of a tale of two halves for me. Um, I thought that our first half we just didn't move. We just didn't move in and 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 have enough shots. Um, you know on net for me um we didn't we didn't attack well um but we were well we possessed the ball enough but uh we just didn't attack very well um and also our obviously our defense kind of um you know we kind of left those uh those three um cross passes like wide open so i think it kind of it's kind of um you know they're young they're dumb they'll get used to it they'll figure it out um and i think that they're gonna grow i think they're gonna i mean that's the thing it's gonna take some time time to grow to grow into, on, def- uh, on the defensive side, they're going to get, um, they're going to get better, more well-rounded players. Like, like James said, if, if, if they, if they leave the United States and, and play, um, play elsewhere, because clearly it, it, it did wonders. I actually haven't had this much hope for the United States soccer more than, than ever. I mean, I, I, I think that this, I think after this year, I was kind of, I, I was kind of blown away by, you know, we, we, we played with the Netherlands all, all the way through, um, Yes, the Netherlands is a better team. They were able to easily score when they took when they when they had the opportunity, but um, you know, if it if, if we tighten up a few things and 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 improve our uh and improve our defense side, I think that I think this is a team that can make even bigger strides next season. Or ne- uh, next uh World Cup. Love it. Jackie, welcome to
3: the podcast. Uh thoughts on USA men's soccer?
4: Uh, hi, thanks guys for having me here on a special guest slot. Um I Agree with what you guys said. I mean, defense, we had a couple things to clean up. Um, Zimmerman, who committed our, the silly tackle that gave net, that gave uh, Wales their PK shot that tied it up. You know, he's a MLS player from Nashville. So just like James said, um, you know, those MLS players maybe not up to scratch with, you know, the other uh, guys playing in the European leagues. And same with on offense, too, some things to clean up and tighten up, um, maybe get some other guys scoring and maybe just not have Pulisic be the guy. So I think during the game at one point, Netherlands shots on goal was the same as their goals. So it's not like we were clearly outplayed. It's that they capitalized on their chances and they didn't really have that many more chances than us. They just made theirs worthwhile. So yeah, I think we, you know, we have some bright spots, some really good takeaways. We didn't even make the last World Cup, and we made it out of the group stage, which is huge for us. Um, so I think definitely some good things to look forward to with Team USA soccer.
3: Hell yeah, I think we get the word for most improved country. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think we, I think we can take that home. Um, all right, so moving on to the teams that are left, uh, we we had the final round of sixteen games uh, earlier today, so we have our final eight that are set. Uh, The matchups are Croatia versus Brazil, the Netherlands versus Argentina, Morocco versus Portugal, and England versus France. So kind of looking at the final eight teams right here and now, just pick who you think is going to win. It's going to take it all The the 2022 FIFA World Champion is Traden. Who do you got?
2: I'm going to stick with Argentina. I love the
3: storyline there. This could be Messi's last uh, last go-round. Um, th-
2: this is a guy that knows, that knows. you know, we saw after they lost the game that they bounced back pretty pretty quickly. Um, and uh, I, I, I like Argentina. I definitely like Argentina's chances against the Netherlands, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the final. James,
3: what do you got?
1: France, dude. Y'all are wrong. France is ridiculous. They are so top-heavy and so offensively driven that if they get going, they're going. You can't stop them. Mbappe has something to prove big time. Like, people are sleeping on him saying he can't do that well, play second fiddle. But all of a sudden, five goals, two assists in the World Cup. That's a big deal. And you're going to say, oh, my God, they're playing England first round or this this round. Guys, the U.S. hung in with England, like, big time. Like, they showed them what's up. France is going to murder England. Dude, you should, you
2: should put down they're they're plus four hundred behind Brazil's plus one seventy five. You should go hit that hard if you have that much. Oh, gold. you know I
0: will.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Alex, who do you got?
0: Yeah, trying just set it. It's Brazil. They're the best team, uh, and they they probably should win this whole thing. But um, I'm gonna put a little. I want Morocco to win because I think that would be dope. But it's gonna yeah. be
3: Brazil. Morocco would be awesome, Jackie. Who do you got one in it?
4: Looking at this group, I'm going to go with Argentina. They look strong, too. They had a great record coming into the tournament. I think they were like three years undefeated. um, Besides stubbing their toe with Saudi Arabia, I believe, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they're still they're still playing strong.
3: A lot of good teams left in it. Uh, This was a tough one, but I just like the way Brazil is playing right now. I think they're they're a great team playing really well. They have not really shown a whole sign of weakness yet in this World Cup. Obviously, it's going to get tougher these uh, next few few games, but I'm putting my money on Brazil as of right now. So I I like it that we got some different countries in there, so we'll see who takes it. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying uh, the knockout rounds. Um, so let's move on to what everyone's been waiting for it's the jersey bracket ladies and gentlemen we got to figure out we're going to come up with our champion of who has the best kit of the 2022 FIFA world cup so i'm going to share my screen we're going to bring up the bracket um so as we have it here we got the one seed the netherlands taking on nine seed brazil we got number five saudi arabia taking on number 13 cameroon we got number three germany taking on number six japan and number seven, Australia, taking on number two, Argentina. So definitely still a couple of teams that are still in it, actually. But, you know, we still got some teams that are in it, in the in, in the uh, uh, jersey bracket. So let's go on straight up with Netherlands versus Brazil. Um, I did bring up the jerseys this time so you guys can take another look. So here we go with the Netherlands. Um, as we've got those bright orange ones along with the uh, uh, alternate blue ones there. Um, So that's a good look at the Netherlands for you. And then Brazil is over here. Their classic kind of yellow and blue along with the road, blue and whites. Um, So kind of, you know, two countries that have, you know, kind of pretty classic uniforms. So I'm pretty curious to see how this one's going to go. So right off the bat, I think we got a pretty good matchup here. Um, So let's go around the horn. James, who is your winner for this matchup for their jerseys?
1: I got the Netherlands, man. Like that orange is so different that nobody else has it. And it's so cool. It's like a creamsicle Netherlands. All
2: right, Traden, who do you got? This one's tough. I think this is like a, this is like a semi, like this should be a semi-final. It shouldn't be the quarterfinal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nonetheless, a good, a good jersey or a good kit is going to go away. But for me,
3: I'm going to go with the, the the Dutch. All right. The Dutch are up 2-0 so far. Uh, Alex, who do you got?
0: I'm going down, down south to South America. I'm picking Brazil. I like Brazil's I especially the away jersey, the blue one. I think think looks great especially with the white with the white shorts.
3: Love it. Um all right. So unfortunately, Jackie, we're not going to have to use your sources here, but I'm going to pick the, the Netherlands for this one. Yeah. As much as I love Brazil's, I think it's a classic. I just, I just, I like the Dutch orange, which is weird because I usually hate orange, but for some reason with the Dutch, I love it. Um, and also well, I what think- What would Jackie, Jackie choose? Then. Yeah, but yeah, Jackie, but who, who who would you choose?
4: I would have gone with Brazil. Their kits are pretty classic. Their <laughs> wagers, these are pretty cool. And I know the Dutch pretty much own that orange, but I, I just can't vote for it. I can't get on board.
3: Well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a definitely a good matchup. I do like yeah. Brazil's a lot, but I don't know. There's some, something about that those Netherland, Netherland jerseys. I, I just like it, which, again, is very weird for me because I usually just hate orange. But I guess when it's the Netherlands, I like it. I don't know why. Can't explain <laughs> that one for you. But let's go on to our next <laughs> matchup. Uh, We got the five seed Saudi Arabia taking on 13 Cameroon. Um, I know that the Cameroon ones from conversations that I've had a lot of people are very polarizing. So I'm curious to see how this one's going to go. It it got through last round with a tiebreaker against France, but let's see how we vote this round. Uh, Jackie, I'm going to have you start this time, actually.
4: Oh, can we take a look at them again? Oh
3: yeah, of course. Um, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) So we got, we got the all greens all greens here and then the all whites okay um we like these ones a lot and then we got cameroon which is these uh the kind of the green ones and then the white yeah the marble type yeah the kind of the so. marble looking superhero ones which i think is dope but some people don't agree <laughs> it's
4: like a look at earlier in the week um they're all right for soccer jerseys i don't know they're a little interesting they're a little too different i guess uh, i'll go with the textured ones of saudi arabia
3: all right uh, one vote for saudi arabia
4: if you guys need my vote
3: yeah um james what do you got
4: <laughs> i
1: gotta agree with her man saudi arabia is sick looking and then you said it remi- the Cameroon was reminded you of a superhero it reminds me of a tree leaf That's what it reminded <laughs> me
4: of. oh i can i can kind of see that <laughs> so like yeah.
1: no saudi arabia is it bro it, it looks yeah. nice
2: all right jane who do you got yeah it's ksa for me all right um
0: alex how about you I'm going Cameroon. I think they're dope. Uh, yeah. uh, it doesn't even matter now because now I'm I'm going to be outvoted either way. But Cam- Cameroonian ones, I think they look cool. I do like Cameroon a
3: lot too. Um, they did not make it through. But I think in this matchup, I'm also going to have to go with the Saudis here. Um, so they're going to move on to our um, – to take on the, the Netherlands. Uh, so let's go on to our next matchup, Germany versus Japan. Uh, let's bring up Germany's here for you um just i just good clean classic jerseys there um and then japan um a lot of people are raving about the japan ones i'm not as sold on these but i know a lot of people are um so let's just go around the horn uh
0: alex we'll start with you on this one tyler let's be honest you're biased towards germany and you can't tell me that you're not i mean Uh, a little bit yeah, (laughs) yeah come on now son uh i'm going to japan i think those are great they had a terrible penalty shootout, so they need to get they need some consolation. Uh, so I'm gonna. All of Japan is listening to this. Uh, so I'm gonna. Yeah. All Japan.
2: Yeah. They they are for sure. Trading. Who do you got? It's funny. I have even bias because I am German, but I also have a Japanese wife, so I don't know. You know, this is tough for me. Mm, um, I'm gonna tough. have to go with. <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna have to go with the Germans. I think that their their uh, red one in particular is. is is unreal and actually i really like the uh the black stripe with the white i i like it but i that's not to say i don't love japan's it's it's fantastic too james
1: this is a tough one again i mean the last round we had usa and japan and i was really struggling with that and this round it's germany and japan also really struggling with it but i just i the, the japanese like that blue jersey is really cool man i love the texture on it i love the color on it The white one is pretty simple and pretty clean, but at the end of the day, that blue one is just amazing. So Japan for me. All
3: right, so we have two votes Japan, one vote Germany. You know I'm gonna vote Germany. I'm not. I'm not huge on those Japanese jerseys. Um, I don't know really. I really don't know why. Um, I I mean they're cool, but I just these German ones are clean. So Jackie, we actually need your actual tie-breaking vote. So who do you got, (laughs) Japan or Germany?
4: Okay, again, these are both really cool jerseys um the japan ones are white but they have some really cool like blue and red on the sleeves um i think they did really well in their jerseys but germany are really great and i would probably just actually buy both of them just because (laughs) even though i'm not particularly rooting for germany so i mean both are already out unfortunately they're both heartbroken out of the tournament so my vote's for Germany on this one. All
3: right. Deutschland moves on. Man, Love Alex that. That's 0 for three.
4: 0 Bummer. for 10, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Moving on to our final matchup. We got Australia versus Argentina. Let me close some of these tabs so we can cool. get a little bit of continuity here. All right. Um, Argentina, uh, the classic blue and white stripes. You can't go wrong with that one. Saw a lot of Argentine jerseys um when I was walking or when I was out in town in LA. Um, on saturday so a lot of people repping those argentine jerseys out here in los angeles love to see that um and these are the the purple ones that i know alex you love these guys and they you know kind of showed that up in their last group stage round i thought they looked pretty good um and then of course the aussies if i can pull it up here if it'll let me there we go uh they're kind of again kind of a classic uh yellow and green look that they have for, for most of their sports kind of around. And then kind of the blue and kind of the, you know, I don't know what you call that, like a teal highlight green, kind of with the Seattle Seahawks do sort of. Um, so they're that's the matchup we have here. Um, trade-in. I kind oh, of already James know first. I think who you're gonna get, but who do you pick? Oh yeah.
2: My for my pick for the World Cup and for my jersey pick, it's Argentina. And I know James, now that you said Seahawks, his face like scrunched. So I'm pretty sure he's not <laughs> gonna pick Seahawks <laughs> now. <laughs>
3: Argentina for sure. All right. Argentina gets one. Uh, James, who do you pick?
1: I mean, Jaden nailed it, man. As soon as you said Seahawks, I can't turn that connection off <laughs> my brain. I hate the Seahawks. I I hate mean, that jersey. But, I mean, if you know me, you know I love purple. Like, purple is my favorite color. Yep. So, Ar- that alone makes
0: me want to pick Argentina. So, Argentina it is.
1: That
3: just is nice. Ar- so good. Argentina up to Alex, Alex, you
0: agree? In the finals matchup. I feel like these were the two best, uh, but yeah, that purple Jersey is sweet. So I will also be going Argentina.
3: All right. I also go Argentina. Um, just again, I think even just these looks right here, the, the, the blue and the white, yeah. uh, I just love, it's such a good, clean look. Um, can't go wrong with that one. Jackie, do you agree with us on this one?
4: I agree. Argentina's jerseys, they're classic, they're clean. And the purple, I don't know why they picked purple for their way jerseys, but it looks like they have fire on them too they're just really really cool
3: yeah definitely love that so uh, the first sweep wasn't even close argentina moves on all right so let's let's find out who our champ who our cha- the championship matchup is real quick guys um we're gonna go netherlands saudi arabia uh let's go around the horn james who you're picking for this one
1: uh netherlands because i'm still going with the orange
3: all right netherlands um,
1: <laughs> doing that, me.
3: yeah trading who do you got tough it's green versus orange on this one um i'm gonna stick with the dutch as well all right alex
0: well i didn't vote for either of these so i oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I will go with the netherlands on this one
3: all right netherlands are moving on to the championship the number one seed is not getting upset as of yet i would have also picked the dutch jackie
4: you know they've made it this far on their orange. I might have just gone with them.
3: Ooh, I think orange is starting to rub off <laughs> a little bit here. Um, let's move on to the another. This is going to be a good one, guys. The two three matchup. It's going to be a tough one for me. I know. I don't even know really who I'm going to pick yet. But um, Alex, who do you got with, with arch with Germany or Argentina?
0: I mean, again, I didn't pick Germany to move on, so I will pick Argentina. <laughs> and because that purple one was still the best jersey,
3: right? All right, uh, trade,
2: who do you pick? Yeah, I'm this close to buying both of these jerseys, and that's Argentina.
3: Argentina up 2-0. James?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's both of them, but I'm definitely going to buy the purple one. So Argentina.
3: Argentina. Um, just because Argentina already moved on, um, I'm going to pick Deutschland because I actually do own a German <laughs> soccer jersey, so I'm going to have to you know stay, stay true to that one. Um, but unfortunately they, they will move on. But Jackie, who would you have picked in this one?
4: That one's tough, especially a two and three seed. They're both great, but probably Argentina just has a little bit of an edge with their purple.
3: All right. Our championship matchup, the one two seeds. There was zero upsets um in this bracket, which I was hoping for, but it didn't work out. But you know, that's it's all good. Um, we'll take one last look real quick at the top two. Let me pull up Netherlands again. Um, again, you know the they did. They do orange the best more than anybody else. Uh, let's keep in mind. I think that those that their uh, away jerseys are also pretty cool. Um, and then of course we got. We talked about the Argentina purple and their classic ones. So one last look as we got the championship matchup here. So here we go. What have y'all been waiting for? The best uh, World Cup jersey is it the Netherlands or Argentina? James.
1: Man, I did. <laughs>
4: mm. <laughs> he doesn't want to make this choice. I
1: really don't. Okay, so I don't like Argentina's white jersey as much, but I love the purple jersey. And I think when I when I did it, I gave like the Argentina like a nine, the, the purple jersey a nine, and then the uh the white one like a four or something. So what does that equal out to? It's like what six point five average. Um so then we'll look at the Netherlands. The blue one is pretty cool, the orange one's really I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go Netherlands.
3: All right, Netherlands up one nothing. Um Traden, who do you got?
2: In the last three minutes, I bought both jerseys. Um it's Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got? I'm sorry,
3: I'm I, I I missed it. You what Argentina. Argentina, dude. Argentina. Obviously. So. All right. One-one. Alex.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this one's tough. Um, as we mentioned uh during the beginning of the pot or beginning of our world cup preview i would root for countries that i've been to before um i've been to the netherlands i've not been to argentina but you know sometimes you speak before you mean to so i will be rooting for argentina <laughs> all right um and with that
3: argentina uh becomes our uh wait no i have to vote
1: <laughs> what are you doing so does i don't
3: know i can't do math in my head it's two to one. <laughs> There's three. There's It's <laughs> two to one. Two to one. Yeah. All right.
1: With your vote. So
3: right. I, so I, okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. Here we go. So this one's, again, a tough one. Um, I think at the first glance, when we first started doing these, I really liked the Dutch. I gave them the highest score of anyone. But kind of going through this, I think that Argentina has slightly peaked above them. Um, So I'm actually going to pick Argentina. In this matchup, I just I love. I mean, the the purple ones are great, um, but man, I those those blue ones, the blue, the black, the white. It's such a good clean look. It's classic. Um, but Jackie, who would you have picked?
4: I think to be the winner of this, you have to have both a strong home and away kit, and I think Argentina does that. I think the Netherlands I think away blue jerseys are just they're a little too plain. All right. So I think Argentina definitely takes it.
3: Argentina is the winner. um, uh, Trading, you kind of picked it right from the the get-go. It was your highest ranked ones, and and, then they ended up winning. So it wasn't the one seed that won. So that's good. At least there was a little bit of an upset. So Argentina is our champion for the best World Cup jersey for 2022. Um, Jackie, thank you so much for hopping on and being a part of our podcast this episode. We really appreciate it. it's actually hilarious that both those teams are playing each other on Friday.
4: You <laughs> know.
3: So unfortunately, you to let's one see of who guys. has the better. Yeah. So we got to love it. Um, If you guys want to go buy Argentina jerseys, now would be the time to go do it. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for, uh, for listening to that, uh, all that and uh, kind of playing along with
0: us. But yeah, Argentina, the champion. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you, Jackie, for being the tiebreaker, even though you were mistaken about Japan. Uh, but that... <laughs> that will do it for the end of episode whatever number this was i've already forgotten 127 Uh, 127. 127, thank you james uh thank you everybody for listening um enjoy the rest of the world cup it i don't believe it will be over or we we still got a couple more updates uh, potentially coming from tyler just not about team usa so let us know if you're listening in the u.s or any other country that's already been eliminated Who you're rooting for moving forward because we'd be interested to hear other than that um we'll, we'll see you next time